0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I was reading or well, listening to the voice of uh, Nadine Badenhorst. She's legal counsel for uh, Freedom of Religion, SA. She said this in a, in a YouTube video that I've watched recently. She says this, The Papuda Amendment Bill is considered the greatest threat to our religious freedom since the dawn of our democracy. It's on our doorstep. And we need to stand and oppose it. On the line is the executive director of Freedom of Religion, SA or 4SA. It's Michael Swain. Michael, that's not a dramatic or over-dramatization of what's going on. It really is that level of a threat. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Brad. Great to be on the show. And yes, you're absolutely right. It is that level of threat. Uh, it's unexpected. It literally came out of nowhere. Uh, nobody seems to know where it came from or why it is, because, frankly, these amendments to uh, Papuda, which is otherwise called the Equality Act, uh, seem to be unnecessary in light of the fact that it's already doing a really great job mm. uh, of promoting equality and preventing unfair discrimination. So it, it is definitely something which we believe must be vigorously opposed.
0: We're not hearing that much about it. Yes, we're getting press releases from the likes of Freedom of Religion essay, are conversations from other people that are also Christian contributors that are clued up. We're not hearing it from churches and other things. You said something off air, which I rather like. you don't mind that people are waking up late as long as we wake up?
1: As long as we wake up in time. Yes.
0: That's, that's what, How much I mean, time do we have? we all rush
1: for the shower, you yeah. know, but um, we only have until next uh, Wednesday, Wednesday the 30th of June, to make submissions on this. And what we are proposing is that everybody, literally everybody, because everybody's going to be affected. Yeah. It's, it's often the people who are just innocent bystanders. You know, people like, for example, a case we're dealing with, uh, young evangelist Simeon Shetty, who... Mm. Um, just simply made a public statement, uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through him. Uh, he is the one and only living God, the true God. For that statement, he is now basically being taken to task under the existing Equality Act, and they're asking 400,000 rands worth of damages, 200 hours of community service, and a ban on him ever preaching or speaking on those uh, scriptures again. So we just need to understand that you know, this act is already being used by activists and the amendment bill will literally put it on steroids among other things it gives access to state funding through legal aid to people who want to bring an action under this act so it's going to open up the floodgates of litigation everybody potentially is going to find themselves in the crosshairs
0: so going back to this case that you're currently talking about i mean where was this obviously didn't happen in a church environment so where was he how did this play out just so that we can get our minds around what we're actually facing
1: Well, it it was an outdoor uh, evangelistic meeting. It was an outreach meeting, and it was in uh, Chatsworth in KZN, which is predominantly a Hindu area, Mm. and the action was brought against uh, him by three Hindu associations, in fact. But again, there was another situation of a recording that was made in a church building uh, of somebody uh, doing an altar call, and that also ended up having to be uh, mediated by the CRL Rights Commission. So we need to understand that this act in its current form is already used. But once you literally ramp it up and put it on steroids, which this amendment bill will do, Mm. uh, it is the most threatening um, uh, thing to to, to religious freedom rights uh, that we have ever seen.
0: So we'll add uh, public comments on this Papuda Amendment Bill. Um and what would we be opposing if they would say, okay, we've received enough, and, and I want to talk around that as well in a moment, what is enough. But, okay, so there's been this uh, um, uh, process of public comment. People are opposing it. We won't do the amendment. But what what would that mean?
1: Well, you know, one of the things that we're opposing are the – Broad expansion of the definitions of discrimination. Discrimination will now include anything that causes you prejudice or causes somebody prejudice or otherwise undermines their dignity. That is extremely wide and Mm. broad reaching. I mean, how do you know when you've done that? And it specifically says that intentionality is not the issue. So even if you didn't mean to offend somebody or upset them or undermine their dignity, As far as this law is concerned, you will have indeed done so. And once you have been basically caught in the discrimination net, to try and prove that that discrimination is fair is almost impossible.
0: So you're telling me then, Michael, if I'm sitting having a good old discipleship conversation with this other guy that I'm building a relationship with at a coffee shop and somebody at table three next to me hears me and takes offense at it, I might be in trouble.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there, there doesn't have to be a direct cause uh, if, if they overhear it. It doesn't have to be directed to them. That's why, for example, if you posted a message on Facebook, uh, and this is where the other problem comes in, let's supposing that uh, you you are having a, that conversation or you and I are having a conversation mm. and it's recorded on air and we're talking about something like, for example, marriage, yeah. and somebody uh, posts that on their Facebook page and they think that's an interesting conversation. They want their friends to listen to it and somebody else listens to it and gets offended by it, say that it causes them prejudice or undermines their dignity, then they can show that legitimately, according to this, well, I would say illegitimately, but according to the provisions of this bill, that they have suffered discrimination. That means that I'm probably liable, because I might have made the statement, you, interestingly enough, If you have, uh, in terms of this bill, caused, encouraged uh, someone to discriminate against another person, you're also deemed to have discriminated against that person. So that would be you. And also your radio station, Radio Pulpit, would Mm -hmm. also be liable because there is vicarious liability. Employers are as liable as an employee uh, for the discrimination that may have taken place. So the net is so broad, and the sanctions are penal. Uh, we're dealing with another case where uh, they're asking for two million rands worth of damages of compensation. Yeah. And if you ever get caught in this, by the way, yes, uh, then your legal costs are also prohibitively expensive. So You um, could be financially if, if
0: you, ruined by this just by just by expressing your faith and not intentionally wanting to interfere in anybody else's life. You could be financially ruined or jailed.
1: No, absolutely, because you know the jail time comes in. Of course, if if the court makes an order against you and you won't pay or you won't do what they tell you to do, because in good conscience, you can't. I mean, if we're told as Christians we cannot preach the scriptures any longer, then we can't obey that. We, we have to then choose to obey God rather than man. Yeah. But when you do that, the ultimate sanction for contempt, of court is, of course, first of all, you know, limitless fines, but uh, last resort is, of course, jail time. Be, people could literally end up in jail if this thing goes through.
0: And just for people to know that this isn't an anti-Christian situation, I'm guessing this is, this is applicable to any religion in South Africa.
1: No, it it is applicable to not only any religion, it's applicable to all sectors. And so, you know, even the commercial sector are waking up to to understand that this is going to detrimentally affect them. I mean, for example, let's suppose that you're an employer Mm. and um, a a, a Muslim person, woman, comes in wearing a burqa and one of your employees makes some disparaging remark. I mean, you didn't tell them to, you didn't even know that they did um, or that they were going to. Well, no, you, as the employer are equally liable. Wow. And so you know, companies are also realizing, wait a minute, this could open up the floodgates uh, against us too. Um, another thing which is, uh, in this act is that everybody has equal rights and access to resources, opportunities, benefits, and advantages. Mm. That means that it's basically entitlement. Everybody can get anything. Uh, if you're giving it to one person, you won't give it to another for any reason. If they feel that, that has somehow caused them prejudice, which it would be pretty easy to show that it has, yeah. or somehow undermined their dignity, then they have got you in the discrimination net.
0: Wow, such immeasurable things, feelings, and how I perceive things. These are intangible, immeasurable things on which uh, on which this all rests.
1: Well, and extremely vague. And the other thing it does, of course, is it imposes a positive duty on everybody, including churches. You must promote equality in your, uh, among other things, public activities. That means the equality as defined in this particular law, not according to what you might think is equality or Mm. um, that. And government have also got the power to impose that on you. They can issue uh, regulations, codes of practice to eliminate discrimination. And promote equality. In other words, they can basically tell you what you must do. Religious autonomy will be a thing of the past if this thing goes through. Faith-based schools, which obviously have a certain ethos of whatever Mm -hmm. faith that may be, a thing of the past if this goes through. So it literally, we have called it the death knell of religious freedom, and I don't think that's understated
0: so you we're running out of time to oppose this, and then the press release we received from Freedom of Religion SA to say that public comments uh opportunity seems fundamentally flawed after you found out that there were some problems with the email infrastructure at the Department of justice
1: yes they they literally um for whatever technological reason, blocked receiving submissions that were being made. That is not possible to do. Uh, As government, we need to understand, by the way, this piece of legislation is the preeminent piece of legislation. So every other law, every other regulation in South Africa will be overhauled and reviewed and brought into line with this piece of legislation. So this is not an incidental. And if government, for whatever reason, uh, Cannot receive your submissions, your public participation to which you are democratically entitled, and they just say sorry for the inconvenience. Well, no, it's not an inconvenience. It's a fundamental flaw of process. And we do understand they've now fixed it. I've noticed that the submissions are escalating in numbers. Literally, hundreds, thousands of people mm. are now sending in submissions, and we want to encourage everybody, every listener. This is going to affect you. Mm. So, literally, take two minutes. Just Click on the FORSA.org.za z uh, a website. You'll see immediately a link to take you through to make your submission rule appear. Click that, and two minutes later, uh, all the reasons, by the way, that you were mentioning and the a summary of what I've said is actually on that page that you're going to land at. Just scroll down and find them, put your comments in, and hit send, and your voice will count. It makes a difference. Every submission makes a difference. That is the most important thing to remember.
0: Is there a number, is there a percentage that uh, is going to be looked at at the Department of Justice to say, okay, there's enough here for this. This equals opposition. Let's relook this.
1: Well, for example, when we were contesting the uh, hate speech bill some a few years ago now, they received 60,000 submissions. Uh, That was going to, by the way, criminalize just about anything you would have said from the pulpit on a Sunday. And that would have carried a three-year jail sentence. And that was enough for them to at least put in a clause which basically exempted a legitimate religious preaching and teaching and so on. Um, And so, yes, it is a numbers game. On the other hand, you might remember we were also opposing the stripping of religious freedom and conscientious rights from state marriage officers, And in that instance, unfortunately, very few people responded. When we went to the final meeting, there were only 40 submissions from the whole religious sector saying that state marriage officers should be protected, but 450 uh, submissions from uh, LGBT activists who wanted them to be stripped of those rights. And at that point, Parliament said the people have spoken. So it does give you a very clear indication that this is a numbers game as well, and we must make sure that our voices are heard. Every voice counts. Uh, the forsa.org.za website is the best place to go. You can literally make one click, it takes you to the platform, and two minutes later, you can do exactly that. Yeah. So, please... Send in submissions. We need every bit of support that we can get.
0: And what's important here is you must have questions. What exactly is this? Is there any more information that I can get? How do I link through to be able to send my email? How can I? It's all on FOR. That stands for Freedom of Religion. So FOR and then SA for South Africa. Freedom of Religion. dot za. There's some videos there. I was there yesterday. There's some videos for you to listen to again to watch and uh, links to everything that you need, including this latest press release that we were referring to with uh, that problem with the process for public comments. It's all there. Click through. Take some time. Let's get behind this. Let it be said that the people have spoken. Let it not be that we thought, don't worry, I'm sure Michael and his team will fix this and sort it out. No, it's not his responsibility. It's ours. Michael Swain, thank you very much. Executive Director of Freedom of Religion SA. We all need to play our part. Thanks for heading this up and uh, for giving us all the info we need this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Great to be on the show. Bye bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 AM. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.